We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am uh, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. It's all about finances, and we cover a lot on this podcast. It's your finances untangled. Be sure to like, rate, and share. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins with Mo Param. He is financial advisor and partner with Cloud Vesters. Mo, hello again. <laughs> Dave, good to see you. Good to hear from you again. It is good to talk. I like this. I mean, I, I I've said it. I say it every time. We cover so much on this podcast and you you bring something different of course uh, to the table every week we're going to look at a few things here on on the podcast today we're going to look at mistakes you should avoid in retirement planning in this case we're also going to look at the 401k which covers from so many throughout their entire career and we're going to spend a little bit of time with mo's tips on finding the right financial advisor so that's coming up i'm ready to roll up my sleeves and dig in how about you mo Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, we survived tax week, and so I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I did the same. And um, when we get to finding an advisor, I'll point out how I learned uh, a lesson the hard way, and that's don't do your own taxes. Uh, it, that, that doesn't work for me <laughs> at all. And uh, I was a nervous wreck when I did it. So, no, I'm going with an expert on that one. We'll get to more on that when we get to that part of the podcast. But first, speaking of mistakes, you've outlined five mistakes to steer clear of, and you're going to make sure that people on this podcast don't have to learn these the hard way. Number one, Mo, is not guarding against market decline that's right yeah dave you know market decline and volatility in the market is real this year probably even more impactful than it has been in in so many years in the past especially to some of my uh, new investors new clients uh, newer and younger clients who've you know really didn't see what happened in 2008 2009 and and obviously weren't investing uh, in the dot-com bubble so this is this has been their first time really seeing crazy volatility in the market because we've had you know the longest bull run in uh, history mm-hmm. and actually this year we saw the fastest bull to bear market and simultaneously well not simultaneously but right afterwards almost simultaneously almost simultaneously right we saw the one of the fastest bear to bull markets yeah crazy so you know some some people aren't aren't aware of just what the impact that market volatility over an extended period of time and what kind of factor that can do to their overall financial and retirement plan so the one of the biggest pitfalls you want to avoid is not making sure that you are uh, intentionally planning around market declines and market volatility in your retirement and investing plan. You just have to. Oh, absolutely. And, that, and of course, that's good advice for anyone, but especially we're focusing on this first of three segments of, in the podcast today on retirement and mistakes to avoid. And, and, and what about this one? Because many think of bonds as a safe investment, but you think that could be a mistake. It is. It can be a mistake. You know, you you don't want to put their air quotes around the word safe and think that everything is is just smooth sailing if you invest in bonds. Uh, That what most people don't know or aren't aware of is the their relationship that bonds have with interest rates. 
And so we're in a very low interest rate environment right now. So bonds could be considered a uh, an avenue for security, an avenue for a predictability and less volatility. But when interest rates start to rise up, guess what? The bond price, the price of your bonds go down. They have an inverse relationship with each other. And so all of a sudden, that uh, safe, quote unquote, safe, that conservative vehicle is all of a sudden being impacted by interest rates. And so, yes, as there are bond, the bonds do have a less aggressive nature than it than a equity will have, mm-hmm. maybe less of a growth potential. But by all means, they are not safe where you can just invest and think that everything is fine. You don't have to worry about it at all. When interest rates starts to rise, you better be aware. You bet you better be aware um, of what those what, what that's gonna have and what the impact that's going to have on the in your bond prices. Yeah, that's why you really need somebody with you to help you through this. I mean I do. I know I do. Uh but, you know what uh, we always heard what what you do when you assume Uh, and and here's the next one and avoiding absolute thinking too that a particular financial tool is either always good or always bad yeah things aren't always good and always bad just like that it's not as simple as being black and white you know for instance for for example i I hear people um, say that annuities are bad or they're the best thing since sliced bread and it's just like well there's pros and cons to everything, just like there's pros and cons to investing in a 401k versus investing in an IRA versus investing in a Roth. So things aren't as vanilla just like that, just just off the surface. You really have to dig deep, peel the layers back and understand what those vehicles, what those tools are, what are the pros and cons to them. In the same way, how do they fit all within your plan. There is no one size fit all. You know, recently we just brought on a client and, you know, she's 26 and her husband is 27. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the questions she asked me is, what do I like about what I do as a living? What what do I like about being a financial advisor? And and the thing I told her is, even though we're using the same tools, the same vehicles, um, similar strategies, but everyone has their own story. And what I love about is figuring out how to how to solve their own puzzle. Everyone has a different puzzle. We're just using different tools to solve the puzzle. But there is no one size fit all financial planning tool no. at all. What could work well for me may not so much for the next person uh, that you talk to. Now, right. looking at re- this in uh, in a retirement lens, long term care because we live longer is certainly in some form certainly a high possibility of that. And so you not protecting against that is your next mistake. And then don't you need to start that protection way early, Mo? Yeah, you have to. Just like any insurance, you want to have it the day you need it, right? Because when you if you don't have it and all of a sudden you need it, guess what? You probably can't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you want to get homeowner's insurance before little Timmy breaks your window. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, or sets you know, you the house on the- fire. <laughs> Or sets the house on fire. And similar thing with long-term care. You know, there's studies and uh, research that says that, you know, one in two people, so 50% of us uh, are going to need some form of long-term care uh, throughout their lifetime. And as a retiree or approaching or one who's approaching retirement, you can't leave that long-term care uh, blind spot uh, unaddressed. You know, there's there's a number of ways to, uh, that you can uh, that you can plan for long-term care. You can cash flow it, meaning that you know you use your own assets to 
to um, to to pay for the costs. And if you are fortunate enough to have enough assets to do that, you know, bless you, you can get an insurance policy. Uh, just be careful with some of those insurance policies, especially if you're starting young. The cost, uh, the inflationary cost of health care and especially long term care continues to skyrocket more than inflation. You know, I'm looking at the uh, 28, 2019 cost, for instance, for a nursing home, private uh, private home care. But one hundred and two thousand dollars, and that's up from almost two percent from the year before. Uh, Home services, which is what my mom actually does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, she did. She retired. Uh, But the annual cost for that is fifty one thousand. That's up seven percent from last year. Seven last year. Wow. Seven percent. Yeah. So, you know, uh, thinking about thinking about the the cost of of uh, care can extend and increase then then the rate of inflation. Uh, you can have the government kind of pay for you, but we all know what happens when when you rely on the government to kind of take care of you. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, you can you know resort on your family to help you out. But I say this, if you're going to use your family or resort on your family to help you with the long-term care, make sure they know that. You don't want to just uh, walk up to the door with your <laughs> bags or ring the bell and say... I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. You got my room know. ready. Well, and you, uh, you know, and I like life insurance of today is really life insurance. It's living insurance. That's right. That's right. It's not your vanilla. I'm going to pass away, and here's some some money for my beneficiaries, right. for my for my surviving spouse, charity. It's about living insurance. You're right. There's so much. There's so much life that needs to be insured. Well, finally, uh, a big mistake preparing for retirement, not having that income plan. That's right. You know, if you think about your retirement plan, your retirement strategy, especially as you're you're approaching retirement, you've been accumulating assets, whether it's in your 401k, IRA, stock account, mutual fund account, whatever it may be, over the course of 30, 35, maybe even 40 years. And you've been able to weather the storms of market volatility. But what you've been doing for the most part is just adding. You've just been saving, saving, saving and building this nest egg. That's awesome. That's great. But now you're retired. How do you convert those assets into income? And if you don't have a plan of how you're going to change your and make and produce your assets to turn into income is a is a blind spot you have to have to address. You've got to figure out how the how your assets are going to maneuver and navigate through market volatility, which we talked about earlier today. You have to understand how Social Security is going to play a part in your income strategy. You've got to understand how taxes are going to play a part in your income strategy because Dave, it's all about income. Retirement is all about income. We're, we're, we've been so used to getting a paycheck every two weeks, every month, however you get paid, and all of a sudden, it's on. We're on ourselves. It's on. It's on us now to mm-hmm. generate an income from our assets. So yeah, you have to understand and get a better handle of how your assets plus other income streams like Social Security, or even if you have another part-time job while you're retired, how all of that taxes, everything plays into generating an income check for you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, think of it as your business, your retirement, so that pay, retirement paycheck coming to you. Uh, and, of course, Mo can help set that up, even be your retirement partner. just want to mention your that's website. It's cloudvestors.com, C-L-O-U-D, cloud. V-E, one word, V-E-S-T-O-R-S.com. 
Yeah, and uh, what you have to work with, Mo, is what people bring to you, their assets through all their their working life. And for many, that runway to retirement is the 401k. It's That's for, right. For most, the key retirement tool. So you want to devote a little time to 401k? Yeah, I, we found and we find that the 401k tends to be one's largest asset when it comes, well, retirement asset. Um, that again, you've been accumulating for years. And so things you need to consider when you're looking at your 401k is, you know, first of all, what are the choices? You know, like we mentioned before, everything isn't black and white. So and every how, 401k isn't the same. How much control do you have or do most people have, or do they look at it as kind of, ah, set and forget it. Just, yeah. There's somebody handling me, handling that. <laughs> um, there's so many people that think that, uh, they have a lot of control in their 401k when they really don't. And as in some aspects, they do. You know, they have the choice, they have the control of picking and choosing the funds that are available within their plan to maybe tailor and customize their own um, portfolio, their own an investment strategy. But you're limited to whatever funds the company provides you. So if you're looking at your 401k investment options and you only have, say, 15 different funds to choose from, well, guess what? Your, your, your job is to pick the best of the 15 funds and mm -hmm. that's it. You right. can't add anything else to it. Huh. You know, if you're watching CNBC and, or you're reading the newspaper and you say, oh, my gosh, here's this fund or this, here's this stock I want to add to my 401k, they can't do it if it's not part of your plan. You know, I think of so, the menu, you know, and did you ever see My Cousin Vinny? You know, that's one of the movies I've never oh, seen. Oh, man, you should. Well, they go into a, a restaurant in the South, and the menu is breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's all that's on the menu. It just says <laughs> breakfast, lunch, dinner. And they're like, well, okay, I'll go with breakfast. <laughs> but that's what, when you say that about limited choices with a 401k, I think of that. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and now you're seeing a lot of 401ks where companies are trying to remove the um, – some liability off their hands and they're just throwing some target date funds inside there and that's where a majority of people are putting their money in so a target date fund and just saying set it and forget it well um, and, you know 401k and we're covering this last segment we covered preparing for retirement but 401k we can go from when you first start working all the way up to near retirement but let's mm -hmm. focus on near retirement that financial red zone and risk what's right for me in, yeah, in risk right? that's a commonly asked question that, i know yeah, and it's and it's a question. It's a personal question, you know. That's what. So when we sit down with our clients, we want to get a sense of what their ability to absorb risk is, and and really dig down on it, you know, and not talk high level, but really emotionally. If you look at your four hundred one k or investment account on a quarterly basis, some people look at it daily. I don't recommend doing that, but you know, if you see you there's a ten percent drop in your account. So you had $100,000, and then the next time you look inside your account, there's 90000 mm -hmm. What does that feel for you? How do you feel about that? Are you able to absorb it and say, oh, okay, well, that's it is what it is. We I don't shrug adjust. that off. <laughs> <I don't>, yeah. <laughs> or do you cringe? Do you bite your nails and say, oh, my gosh, let's just sell everything to cash. You know, the market's going down. Let's just, let's just uh, abandon our entire investment strategy. What is your full ability to absorb risk? And that could be whether you're 28 years old or whether you're 60 years old. Yeah, sure. And so we want to get a sense of what your true ability is to weather market volatility because the market will always be up. There's always going to be volatility, but the market will always rebound. 
The question is, what kind of journey? How are you going to handle that ride? And so we get a sense of what your risk tolerance is and then get us. And then again, we look at your 401k options and then put together a success, a, a strategy that's going to be successful for you. And, um, and it now, all starts with your risk. It all starts with your ability to absorb risk. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's appetite is a little different on that. What about, speaking of control, what do you suggest to people with their 401k once they hit that age 59 and a half? Start thinking about, do you, can I really have control of my 401k of my investments? So what some people aren't aware of is that at 59 and a half, you're able to do what's called an in-service distribution. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, non-hardship withdrawal. Uh, so what that means is at 59 and a half, you have the ability to take your 401k out of your employer's plan, tax-free, penalty-free, if you do a uh, distribution into another qualified plan. So if you were to take your 401k and move it into an IRA, you can do that. And now, guess what? Now you have control mm -hmm. of the investment options. You're not stuck with and limited to the 15, 20 different choices in your employer's plan. Now you can have complete control of how you invest your 401k, uh, now it's now be an IRA, but now you have full control of how you can invest it. Do, does the employee match still factor in with that? Uh, well, it, it, it factors in that they don't match it. Oh, they don't. <laughs> okay. So of, what, what do you in, do? In if they offer a match, do you leave some in the 401k and you have the ability to move some out? I'm just totally the lay person here. Uh, no, no, no problem. No problem. It, this is all about education, right? Yeah, This is exactly. all about education. So you have the option. So you typically your employer will give you a, a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A floor, a ceiling of how much, uh, that you can take. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes it could be 90% of your, of your account value. Sometimes it could be a hundred percent of whatever you've contributed to. So okay. there's, there's different values, uh, as far as how much you can take out, but then it's, it's customizable. So we, if we want to make sure we have a plan, we know what we're going to do if we're going to make this transition. So, uh, but if your employer is still matching your 401k, we're not saying, or what I'm, what I'm saying is not to completely abandon saving into your 401k. Sure. Yeah. You can yeah. still continue funding it and get your employer matches within the plan. Exactly. But if you, if you wanted to finally have full control of the investment options in your retirement plan, here's a way at 59 and a half to do a distribution from your 401k into another qualified plan, another IRA, and now you can build your own customizable, your own tailored fit investment strategy. And I like that. I mean, I like that. And everyone likes to have uh, control and more control. Now, you mentioned ceiling. There's a ceiling on what you can put in your 401k. Yeah, this year, 2020, um, if you're under the age of 50, the most you can put in is uh, 19,500. 19, so that is your maximum contribution limit. If you're over 50, there's something called the catch-up provision, and you can add another 6,500. So that's bringing you to, what's that, a little over $25,000 you can yeah. put into your 401k? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's good if you can do that. That's great. Yeah, if you can do it. Um, um, yeah, if you can do that, that's awesome. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it gives you more to work with than when you're building retirement for clients, Mo. Now, um, I come to you and say, Mo, I've worked at so many jobs in my career. They actually, I sold it to the phone company. They're using my resume as yellow pages. But so I've worked at a lot of jobs, but I've got a lot of 401ks just out there. What should I do with it? 
Oh, yeah, that's a common. That's common. Think about it. I mean, most people have two, three, four, five jobs throughout their career, throughout their career history. And what you want to do is make sure one track them down. You want to know where where they are. You should be getting some type of quarterly statement or at least an annual statement from these from these um, orphan plans. I tend to recommend, you know, at least consolidating them. You know, not having four or five different accounts that are just floating in thin air. Uh, talk about not having control. You really don't have control of those orphan accounts. I mean, if your telephone company decides to change from one um, custodian to another, guess what? Your plan is moving to that custodian as well. You have zero, zero choice in that matter. So, you know, if you have multiple accounts, you know, one thing you you may wonder, uh, I would recommend is at least consolidating them. Now, you can bring them all into an IRA. You can maybe roll them all over into your current 401k if you have. You can do a combination, but at least you have, at least you know where the money is. So uh, one thing I would recommend is definitely consolidating and getting a rein on, on all those accounts because, again, they play a part of your retirement plan and you don't want any surprises. Well, good stuff on the 401k and helpful information, too, because um, you, you've pointed out you do have control. No matter where mm-hmm. you are in your life, and you do have some say in that too. We're going to spend just uh, the last few minutes on the podcast today with some tips Mo has put together when you're looking for that financial professional to be with you to help you with this. As I mentioned, I uh, you know tr- did my own taxes and it was it was uh, it was traumatizing. <laughs> it really was. I, I was a nervous wreck, and I'll never do that again. But uh, and I would certainly not think of. Um, making financial decisions on my own. I mean, some people do. I understand that. I wouldn't do it. Um, But let's just hit a few of these. Like when you are kind of shopping around for a financial professional and they say something, you're getting some slick talk in there. And they say some (laughs) things that sound, I was like, that's too good to be true. It normally is, isn't it? That's not just with financial advisors. That's with almost everything, right? (laughs) Right. If it's too good to be true, definitely question it. Um, You definitely want to get some uh, dig deeper, you know. So when they say no strings attached, well, what do you mean by that? You know, why would you even go that route? Right. So you always want to get a sense of uh, do your education, understand uh, uh, what the opportunities they're trying to present to you. You know, if it's too good to be true, typically it is. Mm -hmm. So uh, that could be anything from a... Oh, here's an amazing product that that is perfect for you. Uh, I I always tell clients, you know, if someone's if you're meeting and doing your um, interviewing process for a financial advisor, and the first meeting they already have recommendations of exactly where to invest, exactly a product that's so cookie cutter. That without means the next learning person, about you, yeah. Without learning about you, you know, that just means the next fifty year old who comes into their office. They're going to present the exact same thing. So, yeah, if whatever they're saying is too slick, you know, and if you shake their hands and you feel there's some slime, some residue in your hand, just walk away. Get right, the, get, right. Get the free coffee, but then walk away. And run home and take a shower. You know, and here's the other thing, too. And nobody certainly begrudges anyone making a living. Uh, so you've got to be compensated in some way. I just want to know how you're compensated. You want to know it. You want to know what's in it for the advisor. You know, we're all, you know, we're all, we're all trying to make a living, right? And uh, like you say, we don't want to uh, disparage anyone for making a, 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 an honest living. But I find that during uh, the relationship with the financial advisor, there can be a conflict of interest when someone is a commission broker. 
at the end of the day, they're, it's, it tends to be a very transactional service. You know, they provide you a product. We, I usually find that is uh, someone who is a commission broker is typically trying to sell you some type of product, whatever the product is, a life insurance product, a, uh, a mutual fund, um, a uh, investment portfolio, whatever it is, and they're getting compensated up front for providing that to you. But, you know, whether you succeed or not, whether that product is the best one for you, whether, you know, five years down the road, whether we should be reallocating some of your investment options, you know what? It doesn't matter because that advisor was already compensated already. So it tends to be a little bit of a conflict of interest. So I I am a fee-based advisor. Our firm is a fiduciary fee-based advisory firm, meaning that clients pay us. They We charge a fee for our services. And the minute you don't find any value in our services. You have a question to make, but you, uh, but a decision to make, but you always know that we're on the right side of the table with you because um, our, our, our compensation is based off fees. And if we can't have a revolving door of clients leaving, we're not here to sell products. We're not here to push anything in front of you. We're here to be your advisor to have that relationship. Exactly. So, Relationships uh, and trust. So understand how your trust. Yeah. So understand how your clients are. I mean, how your clients understand how your advisor um, is being paid and compensated and under, and see if that fee or that commission or that is worth it. You know, we're about out of time here, but I want to mention sure. something you said earlier, uh, and I was impressed by it. You, you were talking to a young couple in their 20s, and she asked you, and I love this, because she asked you, what do you like about what you do? Or, you know, she asked about what you do. And, and those kind of questions are really good when you are talking to someone to learn about them and make sure that they're bothering to learn about you. So trust your gut demand proof that's another thing but but mo in closing here's a good opportunity for you to toot your horn at cloudbusters as far as <laughs> online resources and we've talked about this i like the way cloudbusters really merges the uh, and combines the best of both worlds human the human touch along with technology and what's available out there and and online resources that's right yeah you know they uh there's so much things online. You don't even know how to filter between what's right, what's wrong, what's the truth, what's lies. And so Cloudvestors offers the opportunity and the experience of having that virtual advisor, that online relationship with your with a with a fiduciary advisor, but it's your advisor. This is your advisory team that's going to be able to be with you at the drop of a dime virtually and uh, give you that customized, that tailored approach to financial planning, nothing cookie cutter. This is not a um, robo-advisor where, um, you know, th there's no one for you to reach out to. You're going to get an 800 number and the next person that picks up is someone you've never met before. This is your financial advisory team. And so Cloudvestors adds that technology to that human approach. It's the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. Wow, we covered it today. Uh, we sure did. You helped people avoid mistakes you provided education on the 401k and you gave good tips in looking for the right advisor. And when you don't feel good about it, you said, run, 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 but away. get the free coffee first, but don't forget the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, good, good talk once again. And, and please be sure we thank you so much for listening and be sure to like rate and share. That's right. You know, thank you everyone for listening again, like rate, share, and uh, let us know. Let us know what you want to what you want to talk about. But we're here for you. Thank you again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Cloudvestors.com.
And yeah, we will see you right here. Your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.